Welcome everyone to our podcast, Cry, Laugh, Eat, Making Friends with Your Emotions. I'm Ruth. And I'm Helen. Thanks for sharing a piece of your day with us. Each week, we share an experience, we explore that experience and how the emotion within the experience can become your friend. Sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> Actually, Helen, I forgot to ask you in our very first podcast, which was last week for this year, what you got from Christmas, what you gained from it. Ah, great, wonderful family time. Oh, okay. I what? gained four kilos. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Okay. In today's episode, we're exploring an element of fear that actually reminds me of ground covering. I was saying to Helen earlier, yeah, it's like ground covering to me. It's one of those things that you don't really notice, but if it becomes a bit vigorous or intense, it ends up overrunning all the plants that you're trying to grow. And so we're actually talking about nervousness. Which is an element of fear, isn't it? Yeah, and it's something that we don't really notice too much until it overtakes us. Mm, And gets in the way of us doing what we want to do. Exactly. Everyone experiences nervousness Mm -hmm. to varying degrees. Do you know anyone that's... Yeah, I know her really well. Her name's Helen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, her. (laughs) Yeah, her. Do you remember when we first started this podcast, Ruth, we would get to the, we'd have this, what we thought was great ideas and then we'd come to the microphone. And we'd freeze. Yeah, especially me. And if you want to go back and listen to any episodes, you will hear when I'm nervous because I start a story and what happened, I get nervous that it's not worth listening to and I start to pull back on it. But that's what I did. Even before... We got to storytelling, I would just freeze and just have nothing to say. Mm. And there's different ways that nerves affect you. Like, Helen, you would freeze physically mm. and I would freeze mentally. Mm-hmm. So my mouth would keep moving but <laughs> <laughs> but my mind was blank, <laughs> which is the perfect traits for a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I found when we started to relax and laugh, the bloopers actually became A little bit of therapy for me. (laughs) (laughs) And just quickly now, I'm just going to share an experience that I had where nervousness overran me. Can't wait to hear. (laughs) And I haven't heard this. (laughs) So just so you understand one thing about me, and that is my love and passion for food. And Is nothing... that why you gained four kilos at Christmas? <laughs> Shush. Um, it doesn't matter what emotion I'm experiencing, I will still eat. So I could be ecstatic and I'd eat. In fact, when I was about five or six years old and I was in hospital with pneumonia, my parents came to visit me mm-hmm. and they asked me if I was okay. And I said, yes, what would you like? A st- Steak and egg burger. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really sick. (laughs) So that gives you an idea that I never go off my food. Uh It doesn't matter what it is. Except this one time. Yes. I was 13 years old. I was uh, about four years into learning piano and was apparently talented. (laughs) And And believe me, she is talented on the piano. 
And I had a bright-eyed, fresh young teacher and an overzealous mother who both thought it would be very good for my confidence and very good for them and their reputations Uh if I was to enter a national competition. So at the time I started, I was 12 when I started practising. By the time the competition reached an end, at the end of the year, I was 13. Mm -hmm. And it was a competition, a national competition, concerto competition, for people up to the age of 30. Wow. Yes. And so there were local heats, then regional heats, and you had to get past all that. And then there was the national finals, or semi-finals, sorry, and then the finals. So there was just hundreds of pianists entering all over the country. And I practised so much. I mean, my whole life revolved around piano schedules and visiting my teacher and my teacher coming around home to double check. So I got through the local heats, mm-hmm. much to my horror, and then I got through the regionals. And then I went to the semifinals and there were about, I think, 24 people at the semifinals, mm-hmm. all different age groups. And I was the youngest at the time. I remember that because they were all talking amongst each other and I just felt so out of place and very nervous, Mm. very nervous. Well, I got through to the last five. Wow. And my mother and I had to travel to Auckland Town Hall and I was sick to the stomach. I was so nervous. I remember, I've never forgotten, the nerves were actually paralysing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and do you know how I reacted? How? I stopped eating. <laughs> oh, that, that's big, Ruth. <laughs> it's huge. I actually lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> that's why our podcast is called Cry, Laugh, Eat, because eating is very important to both of us. So yeah, nervousness can affect you to that degree mm. where you're paralysed. Like I wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced nerves to that degree where it interferes with your normal everyday functions. Mm, oh, definitely. If I look back on life, there's things I didn't try or do because just way too nervous. Mm. Mm. So nervousness is a part of fear. It's fear-based. What What were you afraid of? Ooh, that's a good question. Really, my nervousness was around not being enough. There were so many areas, talking to people uh, at school, just being myself. I really wanted to be in the school play, Mm. things like that, but didn't. Mm. It really does have a huge impact on your life and it can Mm. really be paralysing and stop you trying the things you want to do. Definitely. Just that little bit of ground covering. Mm. Pretty when it's in control, but then out of control, mm. it can actually overrun everything. and Like a weed and then it chokes all the good things. Mm. And your dreams. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to the competition. Good, because I wanted to say, <laughs> are we going to hear the end? <laughs> yeah, the, the night of the competition came and, of course, because it was the final, it was at the Auckland Town Hall and it was packed with thousands of people. There was an orchestra, a symphony orchestra, and... Of course, at that age, I'd never played with an orchestra. And oh, wow. So that was quite nerve-wracking for me. We were allowed to rehearse in the afternoon. I think it was an hour or each finalist, just for an hour or so with the orchestra so that the conductor could know how we played and, and where we slowed down, et cetera, et cetera. But 
honestly, I was numb at that age. It just went over my head. Mm. I just was so sick with nerves. I don't remember much about it. I remember it was televised and I remember going out onto the stage hearing applause and then I just remember sitting down playing it because I'd practised it so much. I was on autopilot. I don't think there was a great deal of heart in it, but I just went autopilot and I Mm -hmm. played, yeah. Then we just waited in the back in the wings and then they announced the winners and I came second. Wow. And, yeah, I was absolutely thrilled Absolutely thrilled. Now, the fear for me, I guess, when I think about it, because nervousness is an element of fear, I think one of the fears was making mistakes. Uh-huh. And I think a, a lot of us don't. Who wants to make a mistake in front of people? Or no, front on a televised with, with an orchestra behind you. Well, even in front of your children or even in mm. front of someone you love or in front of your class or in front of your work colleagues. No one wants to make a mistake. And yet, hello, I haven't met anyone that's perfect yet. <laughs> mistakes. What, present company included? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, mistakes are a vital part of learning. Mm. Anyway, that was probably my major fear. The other major fear was my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and what she would say if I... If you made a mistake. If I made a mistake. <laughs> Bless her heart. I love her to pieces. <laughs> so, Ruth, that, that is such a huge experience at the age of 13. And when you came second and there you are, it's all over. How did you feel? I think that most of the time I felt numb. Mm-hmm. I'm relieved, actually, because if I hadn't felt numb, I think I would have thrown up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so nervous yeah. that... I was just numb. All I remember is lights flashing. There was reporters for the paper and stand on the X there, please, uh, mm-hmm. Miss Kinesi, and winning money and things like that and people coming up and congratulating us and so on and so on. But this is the bit that I do remember the mm-hmm. most. Immediately after, I felt hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was all over. Because it was all over. Now, isn't that interesting, the impact of an emotion, Mm. that it can switch something on that I'm passionate about, you know, it can switch it off. I I don't want it. I don't want any food. I can't eat. But the minute that's over, then it's all back on. You're back. Yeah, Ruth's (laughs) back. And my mum said to me, do you want something to eat? And I said, yes, please. Across the road, there was a 24-hour takeaway bar. She bought a whole chicken and chips and I ate the entire chicken. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I still can't believe it. It actually, it's a bit shameful really. (laughs) No, that says how... Stressed you had been with the nerves. Oh, greedy. (laughs) I hadn't eaten for such a long time that I just polished off an entire chicken. (laughs) My mum just sat there and watched me with a smile on her face. She'd be so proud of you. Oh, she was just so proud and happy. And I could feel myself starting to thaw. Mm. Yeah, the nerves had finally... Subsided. Yeah, subsided. It was like that wave that we always talk about. And it reminds me too that in some of our previous episodes we talked about what happens to your body when when the, an emotion comes. Mm. And so with nervousness being an element of fear, an emotion 
has a message and what is the message? What would you say the message would have been for you back there with your fear, nervousness? Oh, that's a good question. I think there's two things. Mm-hmm. One of them summed up in our book, Making Friends with Your Emotions, and it's the verse where fear is talking about itself and introducing it to you. And this is what fear says. It says, I am the voice in your head that tells you to be careful, to prepare, to act. And I think that one of the lessons or the messages I learned Mm. or that was reinforced is the importance of preparing. Mm. When you feel nervous about something, prepare well so that even if you don't feel anything, you can complete the task. Mm. You go into autopilot. Yes, because you mentioned before you went into autopilot, you could only do that with a lot of preparation. Exactly, Mm. exactly. So prepare really well Mm. if you're afraid of something or a particular event or something that you need to do. Just be really careful and make all the preparations you can. And part of that preparation involves practicing. So If, say, for example, you want to go on a date with someone, it's a blind date, prepare. Don't go there and and have no questions in your head or think about what you might want to talk about or what you could ask the person. Mm. Just prepare really well and even practice it. Practice Mm. saying it aloud. Mm, Great. That's great. Mm, Because sometimes in those movies they have someone standing in front of the mirror going, hello, and then they go, oh, no, no, not there. How are you? Oh, no, that's that's weak. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So when you practice it and say it aloud, it it helps. And that's the other thing I learned in this competition. The message for me was that practice makes permanent. Mm -hmm. And I know that the saying is practice makes perfect. It does to a degree. But if you are trying to perfect something and you practice incorrectly, mm. then what you're practicing becomes permanent. Ah, that's so good. Yes. So in life, when I say practice, I guess I'm talking about habits. Mm-hmm. The things that you do, the way that you think, the way that you respond to an emotion, that will become permanent if you keep doing that. That's true. And that becomes what I call patterns and patterns we can change. Exactly. Once we become aware of them, we can learn how to change them. That's right. And going back to the other element of your nervousness and not eating Mm. reminds me too, as I began to say before about what happens in our body, our body has a chemical reaction when the emotion alerts us Mm. and then our body responds as well. And part of that is feeling the tension, maybe tight muscles, rapid breathing, heart beating fast. Sometimes those things happen when we're nervous. And definitely because our body's focused on these things happening, pumping our blood faster, breathing faster, Mm. it will often mean that the not so urgent parts of us like our appetite Mm. will be suppressed because your body's busy coping with these heightened emotions and chemicals. Mm. So it's so interesting that then straight after when the nervousness was gone, Mm. you're hungry (laughs) because your body's coming back to normal. Mm. I think if I was talking to myself as a 13-year-old, I would say ride it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the wave. If you're on that wave... The only way to get through it safely and to enjoy it is actually to ride it, go with it. And that's what I did. Even though I was numb and went through the motions, 
I just stayed on the wave. And then when it subsided and the whole thing was over, the whole occasion was finished, then I was able to come back to shore and stand on solid ground and start eating. (laughs) (laughs) So for for me, when I go boogie boarding in the waves, I'm holding my board going yee-haw as I go along the wave. Perhaps would it be that you that day, you're just holding really tight to your board and thinking, no, but I get to the end safe. (laughs) Yep. Holding really tight. This is a really big wave. Yeah, so I think that's what fear as a friend can do for you. If you're mm-hmm. feeling that intensely nervous or afraid, you can just try and ride the wave. Mm. That's the very least. It's just one tiny step, but just ride it. Just go through it. It will subside. As every wave does. And you will keep living. You'll keep breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. And you even came second. Yeah, and there's a great sense of achievement. Mm. And I don't mean just in a competition, but I mean mm-hmm. once you overcome something like that and you ride the wave, you're setting, you, I guess you're breaking those patterns yeah. that you formerly had and you start to gain more confidence and you think, oh, yeah, I did that. And on that confidence bit, once that wave has subsided and you've ridden with it, that we shouldn't forget in the relief, go, hey, I did it. Mm. I may have been nervous. I may have had my eyes shut holding really tight, but I did it. And we should be proud of that because mm. that will help us build confidence little bit by little bit. Mm. Yeah, that was such a good story, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all, folks. <laughs> We've come to the end of this episode and... If you want to know anything more about the things we're talking about and any of our core emotions, please look at our show notes and there are links there to our website and our Instagram account and Facebook account. We would love to hear from you. We would love you just to pop us a line or put a post on Instagram or on our Facebook page and just Say who you are and let us know what you're up to, how we can help you. If there's anything you'd like us to cover, we'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to connect with you. As we say goodbye, if you've been feeling any of the elements of fear, remember the line that comes from our book where the message from fear is to be careful, to prepare and to act. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye. Helen, we've got no bloopers. Oh, no. (laughs) That's the best bit of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Beauty. Beauty, mate. And we look forward to talking with you next week. Bye. Bye.